This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all. Alex and I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode with Jamila Reddy from a couple of months ago. It was an IG Live, but the conversation was so rich that we had to make it a Hey Girl episode. Check it out. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. So good to see you. So good to see you too. I'm loving this this hair situation. It's Thank beautiful. I've released it. I love it. <laughs> so we have an event this week with Kripalu and we'll be in conversation together about grief and joy. And before we dive into this quick chat to just let folks know what to expect, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and let people know who you are and, and what you do. Hey, hi, everybody. My name is Jamila Reddy, and I'm a lifestyle designer, which is a title I gave to myself to describe the practice of being the creative director over my life. Mm -hmm. And what I do is support and encourage other people in being that for themselves through coaching, through meditation, through writing, and through courses. So I love you. And I love your work. And I'm really honored to be able to one, call you a friend. And two, just be able to share this space with you in regards to cultivating joy, even in moments of grief. And also, I want to talk about purpose, too. So we're going to be kind of diving into those three things this week when we have our event at Kripalu. So with that being said, can you kind of walk us through purpose? Because you had a pretty big shift happen over the past few months with leaving your job and really stepping into your uh, lifestyle design career. And I want to know a little bit more about that and what was the grief and joy in that process. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So I think of purpose in, there's kind of two purposes. Everybody has a universal purpose, I think is shared between every single person on the planet, which is to live into our soul's fullest expression, to become fully who we are, to live our highest potential, to reach the the highest timeline, like to get everybody's purpose is to live a full human experience and be fully who they are. And then we have, that's our like inner purpose. That's like our soul purpose. And then there's our outer purpose, which I think, you know, changes from minute to minute. You know, it's like sometimes our purpose is this, not maybe not minute to minute, but it's, (laughs) it's malleable. It's evolving. I think That's why people, we move through so many versions of ourselves and people Mm -hmm. are kind of, there's this fraught relationship, like, you know, what is my purpose? And it's like, your purpose is to live fully and live authentically and live well. However you express that, that's Mm -hmm. the thing that you get to play with. And that's, I think, what gets to change depending on who you are. And also the world is changing. I was having this thought the other day, like, wow, the people in my community are evolving. So the conversations we're having are also evolving. The Mm -hmm. purpose that I had, you know, five years ago when I started putting my work online, that's not the same purpose because we've already, we've ascended that level. So we had to figure something else out. What we doing over here? So to speak to your second part of the question, 
question, which is how does grief show up in that change of any kind is a loss and loss mm -hmm. of any kind is painful. You've lost the ease with which you used to <laughs> move through the world without having to do the work. You've yeah. lost the previous versions of yourself, sometimes relationships, patterns, there's loss. And mm -hmm. it's not negative loss. It's loss for your highest good mm -hmm. and loss is painful no matter what. It evokes right. grief. Grief is an emotional reaction to loss. I think that knowing that it's going to come up, you know, we talk about this. It's like, you know, it's coming. Oh, you already know. So how do yeah. you set yourself up to be a gracious host? But also how do you rest when that host is not visiting? I think recover is, the, is like my word Channel. right now because... <laughs> Isn't it it? Recover. Listen, 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 recover, realign, recenter, reimagine, rediscover. Like yeah. the re's, yes. every last re is me right now. And it's interesting. I was, I was speaking to a friend that this morning about breakthrough happening and like, I can feel the shift. Like I can feel it in my body and how, even though I do this work, healers need healers, right? Just like doctors need doctors, therapists need therapists. And she was like, you know, something is on the horizon and you already know this. And I'm like, I told her, I said, I hate breakthroughs. I hate them. And the reason why I'm saying I hate them is because like, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with them because on the other side of the breakthrough, on the other side of the grief and the stretching and the expanding, joy enters, right? But going through it is hard. And I don't think enough people in the wellness space, in the lifestyle design space, in the manifest your life space are also talking about the work you have to do do as you're manifesting, as you're recovering, as you're realigning, and as you're breaking through. So I want to hear your thoughts on that, especially with you shifting constantly. I mean, we all are, right? And like, where are you making room for joy? And we're going to talk, I don't want to give all of our gems away because we're going to talk this week. Everyone, you can visit at Kripalu, K-I-R-P-A-L-U to sign up for me and Jamila's conversation. It's $25 and it's going to be a small intimate group and we are so excited to be with you. So I don't want to give everything away, but I do want to talk a little bit about joy and making room for joy in recovery and in the breakthrough and on the other side of both. Yes. So for me, joy is about fulfillment of desires. And that includes to me fulfillment of needs, which is why wellness, I think, is such a foundational part of living a joyful life. Because mm -hmm. if there's a part of your physical, emotional, mental, energetic body that is unwell, that's going to be not an obstacle, but a deterrent. It's going to be mm -hmm. something that maybe obstructs your full access. So for me, joy is about fulfillment of desires. And so what that looks like practically is knowing what my desires are, mm -hmm. is being willing. Actually, it feels like audacious to be like, this is what I want exactly as I want it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, part of that work is communicating, being like, this is actually what I want. This is how I want to engage with you. This is, you know, how I want this kind of interaction to go. So you talk about that always, talking about your needs, telling people your truth. It's like that to me is another kind of pathway to joy because mm -hmm. then you create the conditions for your desires to be fulfilled mm -hmm. when you have the audacity to speak them and to declare them and to share them and invite people to be collaborator with you in meeting them. Yeah, that mm -hmm. vulnerability though <laughs> <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How our vulnerability muscle is set up, it needs to be practiced. Yeah. You know, as two Black folks, Black women in this space, you know, I'm really grateful for us. I'm grateful for you because we are giving folks permission just by living in our authentic joy, in our authentic grief to show up as they are, to show up with the intention of learning themselves and naming what they need and saying audaciously what they want and not backing down. Because often I think folks are encouraged to back down, right? We say what we need, we say what we want. And if someone cannot meet those needs, or if someone doesn't want to meet us where we are, then we're supposed to retreat back down or turn away instead of say, okay, well, I understand that. And here's my boundary with this. So what has moving through grief, joy, and growing shown you about boundaries and being steady in the ones that you set for yourself? So I actually just had a dream about explaining the word boundaries to like a two-year-old or Mm. maybe like a three-year-old. And in this dream, I woke up and I was like, word, (laughs) Um, there was something that I was, you know, eating or doing something in the dream. And the kid asked if they could have some. And I said, oh, I'm actually not sharing food right now because, you know, it's not, it's not super safe. And that's my boundary. Do you know what a boundary means? And in the dream, the kid said no. And I took the piece of fruit and I put it in the middle. Um, I put it in the middle of the floor. And I said, a boundary is like a fence. And the things that you keep inside of the fence are the things that you like, the things that help you feel good, the things that help you feel well. They're all the things and the people that you want close to you that help you feel the way you want to feel. And anything that is outside of the fence, outside of the boundary, is something that you want to maybe just keep a little bit further away from you. And so I think part of getting comfortable with boundaries is understanding that I'm important and mm. and like having a healthy self concept has really changed the whole game because i feel like when i didn't understand when i had forgotten mm. who i was and mm. what my purpose is and how deeply connected my thriving is to my ability to serve and mm. to be a collaborator with the divine towards mm. a like unique mission that I have been assigned uniquely to fulfill. When I forgot that, I was like, come on in, everybody. Everybody come in. It doesn't matter. I'm tired, but come on in. And Mm -hmm. then I'm tired and raggedy and worn down and Mm -hmm. out of alignment. And Mm -hmm. then trying to like show up and be like, okay, let me like talk to you about self-care. Like it doesn't work, doesn't work. So the healthy self-concept gave me permission that not even healthy, it's like accurate. The real self-concept, the understanding of my truth, that's everybody's truth, understanding that helped informed the permission I gave myself to be boundaried. 
So I shared something the other day, which I probably share quarterly. I can't be anything to anyone if I'm nothing nothing to to myself. Listen, it's the truth. And some folks resonate. Most folks resonate. Some folks don't. They're like, I can still show up and be there for people, even if I am not doing that for myself. And because I used to think that way, and because I used to be that way, I get that way of thinking, right? I get it. But what I learned specifically in relationship with self and how it left me feeling when I showed up in situations, in parenthood, in partnership, in work, in the world, and I was feeling like crap, I was not of service. I was not of highest service, highest self to those I love, to those I teach. And I think folks in particularly women folks are taught to show up empty anyway, to break their back for people and things that are not bending for them and to do it with a smile on our faces. And this pandemic has really shown me that I cannot do that. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to show. And I've seen my mama do it. Aunties do it. Grandmamas do it. And it's like, I'm okay. I don't want that burden because I want to get your thoughts on this. Like the choice, the deciding factor to choose ourself is a radical and extraordinary act. And I want us to be able to normalize that in a way that doesn't come off or isn't received rather, it's this selfish thing. Like me choosing to take care of myself first is doing my community a disservice. No, it's not. Me taking care of myself first is doing my community an abundant service because then when I'm showing up in motherhood, in partnership, in work, I am doing so from a full vessel that not only has extra, but has more than enough for me when I'm done pouring. So I wanna know from you as you coach your clients, as you share your work and you are really mindful and intentional. So I love about you about making sure that we are a part of the dialogue, that self home is a part of the dialogue. What would you say to that for people struggling or thinking that maybe the narrative of I can show up empty and still be, you know, good for someone else. And it's not to say we're bad for other people, but we are not our best. We are just not. And I want to get your thoughts on that. So I think, you know, this, there's so many connections between all of these topics, grief, joy, boundaries, and purpose. Um, the one that comes to mind first is a personal overgiving, you know, people pleasing, sort of being the martyr, being the hero, being the savior, being the fix it. That what came from my inherent and pure, mm-hmm. um, the part of me that is compassionate and that understands that I am connected to all that there is. Mm -hmm. So that impulse to overgive, to serve, even, you know, to give whatever I have, even if I don't have anything, that's a Mm. distorted version of a pure impulse to be of service to people around you. Not judging yourself, right? Being like, ah, that's actually, that's coming from a pure place. I just kind of need to remove the veil. So when I was engaged with my purpose work with intention, when I felt like, oh, I am actually, I am in line. I am like following orders. I am like doing what I feel like I'm here to do. The need for me, the desire for me to get that 
soul purpose, like being of service and being connected to other people's thriving, that's what part of our soul's purpose. It's not just, a, I want to live an amazing life, peace out, right. you know, forget y'all, like, right. I hope, you know, everybody right. know, you know, it's like, once, if you know, you know, it's like, you don't want to be up here, up here, wherever that is, you know, I'm thinking about on the mountaintop, having, you know, ascended and transcended all of these sufferings by yourself. That's not that's it. So fun. Right. The what? No, we want everybody up because there's more than enough, right? Nature, mm -hmm. naturally, the function of life is overflow, is abundant. We have that within us. So I think encouraging people to check in about your true purpose, because we, we convince ourselves that, oh, like me, you know, doing this thing that I don't really want to do with this person. We feel it kind of, um, if there's like a chemical release, we feel the purpose, the like purpose hormones are like, yes, you're important. Your presence matters. And then we're like, mm. yes, I love this. But it's like, but actually maybe you do, but there's also a way to get that spiritual, that soul need fulfilled mm. without harm. There's mm. always a way to get your needs fulfilled without harming yourself in the process. Mm. So knowing that you can still meet that need to be of service and to love people generously and to act from compassion without harming yourself. Because if you're harming yourself in the process of helping other people, you're actually harming everybody. And you know what? That's why I have a boundary. I have a boundary. When I ask for care, I say, if you don't have, if you don't have it, don't give it to me. Thank you so, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Have you had something to eat today? Have you um, rested? Have you prayed? Mm -hmm. Have you, you know, moisturized your body? Like, are you, you hydrated? Stretched. Have yes. you stretched? Because if not, lovingly, beloved, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on your insight. I'm yeah. good on your co-regulating. Because what you think you're giving, you're not. You think you're giving. <laughs> what you think you're giving, you're not. You're just not. And I only know this with clarity. Because I've had to look myself in the mirror <laughs> and be like, yo, what are you doing? Somebody said, this ain't it. <laughs> it's ain't not. It. So we're going to wrap up here in a minute because I feel like we're just going to give away everything we want to talk about this week. There's more. Um, but there is more. And if you want to be in on this conversation, please sign up for me and Jamila's Kripalu Talk. It's 25 bucks. Kripalu.org. Org. It is going to be amazing Thursday. And, um, you know, just bring your journals and bring your boundaries and bring your grief and bring your joy with you because we are truly all in this together. And we need these types of conversations to facilitate change, real change, right? And to release this notion or this need to show up empty. We are dismantling that through the work that we're doing. And I know that it is hard to unlearn that behavior when we see everyone around us, when we're raised by folks who constantly give and have nothing for themselves. It's hard. It's a hard thing, but you can break that cycle. You can decide that I am going to do something differently and that I'm going to show up in my life for myself and for my community with intention and with alignment and with deep rooted, generous energy, not depleted energy, because we can feel it. We can feel it. Ryan yeah. will be like, yo, you good? 
You right. good today? You good? I'm making lunch. I'm putting jelly on the sandwich. I'm slamming the fridge. He's like, yo, you Stress. good? And these conversations are the permission to pause and take a moment and to reflect on what you need. You're allowed to name what you need. You are allowed to not show up for folks if you don't have it. No, I can't take you to the airport. I'm sorry. I didn't sleep well last night. No, I can't meet you for lunch. I'm not feeling like it. I don't want to. Or no, thank you. I'll catch you next time or never again. You know, whatever your boundary is. You know what I mean? Like, it's for real. So do you have any parting words about any of this? (laughs) Yeah, so I love something that I think, I mean, it's like you are truly, and I, you know I could hype you for days, but I feel like the (laughs) thing that you're like really shifting the collective towards is this like insight, is looking within. Because you can't tell somebody what you need if you don't know. If you haven't taken the time to spend quality time with yourself and with your inner world. To sort of like do the the self-inquiry, mm-hmm. you know, the being with yourself. That's foundational. And that, I think, can be scary and unfamiliar. Yeah. And it's like so available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also be joyful. I think an affirmation I have for myself is like, the work is hard sometimes. The work is hard sometimes, and it doesn't always have to be. It can also be easeful. It can be Mm. resonant. It can Mm. be joyful. It can be funny. You know, Mm. it can be playful. So I think that is my intention for the space on uh, on Thursday is to be able to do the work to understand we have lots of ways we can do it that we Mm. don't have to we don't have to do it any kind of way. It can it can look differently. We can choose. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.